When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It turns day into night, air into fire. Nothing in the world can compare to its power. The acidity in the lake is high enough to bother me, and there's enough carbon dioxide coming out of the soil to start killing trees and wildlife. Well, you sent me up here to check. I'm doing that. I think attention should be paid. In response to the potential volcanic threat to Dante's Peak, I am requesting that all residents attend a public meeting at the high school at 6 p.m. to discuss the evacuation of our town. When's the mountain going to blow? Tonight? Whoa. Tomorrow? Whoa, whoa, take it easy when now. We're talking there on is TV no or... need to peel just precautionary measures. Um, we don't want to start a panic. Did anybody feel that? Scientists are warning that a supervolcano under Yellowstone National Park could erupt and plunge the Earth into a volcanic winter, leading to the end of human civilization. The eruption of a volcano on Hawaii's largest island has forced the evacuation of 1,700 residents. tormenting Guatemala has claimed dozens of lives. It was terrifying, this man says. The rock was falling like hailstones. This is something that's not just unique to Yellowstone. There are supervolcanic systems around the world. These images that you're looking at are almost apocalyptic as people try to outrun that menacing cloud. What's going to happen when such an eruption occurs is also difficult to say because we've never actually seen one. We've never experienced one in the modern age. Thought you'd be off on your fishing vacation right now. Decide to stick around. Yeah, I can see that. The question is why? Because this town's in trouble. I'm the best man you got. Hello and welcome to Science-ish. I'm Rick Edwards, joined as ever by Dr. Michael Brooks. Hello. There he is. Uh, this week, it's your turn to lead us. What have you chosen for us, Brooksy? We have got a film I actually really, really like, even though I think I probably shouldn't. Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak is actually quite enjoyable. It is. It's I think a great it has watch. quite a bad rep. Yeah. yeah. So give me, uh, give me a quick rundown. Pierce Brosnan, and there's a lot of science in this. He's a geologist with the United States Geological Survey. Uh, he's a volcanologist, an expert on, like, basically predicting when an eruption is about to happen. Mm-hmm. And he turns up in this town called Dante's Peak, which is built sort of at the base of a volcano. Uh, it's supposed to be a dormant volcano, but actually it turns out oh, it's not that dear. dormant. It's a bit like Jaws, you know, it's like small town. The mayor doesn't want to declare an emergency because, you know, like affect tourism and they've got a lot of dollars pouring into the town and stuff like this. It's just about to be major investment. And so everybody's like, no, don't declare the eruptions about to happen or don't put them on alert. And of course, you know, so they don't do that. And then all the shit starts to happen. It's Mm. brilliant. It's really good. There's a couple of people boiled alive in a lake. I love it. (laughs) I mean, it's a shame that you've picked that as your highlight, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Very revealing. Very revealing. Um, so I can probably guess our big question, can't I? Go on then, have a go. Um, will we... Well, no, hang on. Oh, yeah, will will a super volcano wipe us out? 
I mean, that'll do, won't it? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and have we tracked down a complete legend? Yes, we have. We've got geophysicist Michael Poland, and he works for the USGS, and he's actually the scientist in charge of the Yellowstone Volcano Observatory. So he's Can I just, sorry, I'm going to pull you up here quickly on your <laughs> casual use of GS. What? Were you like the USGS? The Geological Survey. Were you not listening right. earlier? No, but you can't just start acronyming. Sorry. I'm just saying, you don't have to do it again. I'm just saying, don't just like throw it in like, oh, I'm so, I'm so familiar with this. Well, people. you know, I'm... no one calls it the GS. <laughs> Even the people who work for the GS. <laughs> Fine. Michael Poland of the United States Geological Survey. Thank you. Thank you very much. Volcanoes are basically any place on Earth where magmatic fluids come out of the ground. Uh, not just magma, but also magmatic gases. Um, they form when an accumulation of magma beneath the surface creates enough pressure that this magma or this gas can make it up to the surface to erupt. And the eruptions are driven mostly by gas, gas pressure. Uh, it's a bit like shaking a can of soda and then opening it up and it explodes out. That explosion there is driven by bubbles that are coming out of the soda. The same is true of magma. Gas pressure builds up in a magma system and that can drive eruptive activity. And the more gas you have, the more gas that's trapped in the magma, the bigger the eruption can be, the larger the explosion can be. I'm sorry I had to drag you in like this, Harry, but we are picking up some activity around Dante's Peak. This is a joke, right? Dante's Peak? Now, what do you think the odds are against an eruption up there? Thousand to one? More like 10,000 to one. In terms of the evolution of Earth, volcanoes have played a role in not just creating the crust of the Earth, but also creating the atmosphere. Uh, it was volcanoes that generated tremendous amounts of carbon dioxide that was eventually converted by various bacteria and, and uh, single-celled organisms and plankton and so forth into oxygen. So the atmosphere of the planet owes a tremendous amount to volcanoes early in the history of the Earth into creating the conditions that we see today. And volcanoes are a place where life may have eventually evolved. No doubt you've seen these images of tube worms and, and weird critters that are hanging out near black smokers and, and vents like that on the floor of the ocean. Well, there are some types of life that can live off of this kind of uh, acidic energy that comes out of these volcanic vents on the floor of the ocean. And it may very well be that this is where life began, is around volcanic vents uh, in the ocean of the early Earth. Let's do uh, a little thought experiment. All right. So just for a moment, assume that I know absolutely nothing about the world. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. When, when are we starting the experiment? Hmm? I mean, experiment I assume that started. anyway. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Experiment right. has started. Yeah. Have you got that? Yeah. Okay. So what can you tell me about volcanoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm slightly worried about this turning into a like, geography lesson, basically. You do look a bit like a geography teacher. I'll put my tweed jacket on with my elbow patches. No, no need. It's just sort of like uh, yeah. a vibe thing. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. right. Uh, um, so volcanoes. I mean, everyone knows what a volcano is, don't they? A volcano uh, is basically a hole in the Earth's crust where the hot rock, the gases, everything can get out. And, and it forms into cones. That's how we kind of, you know, typically think of a volcano. Mm -hmm. But actually, it can just be a hole. So I'm, I'm on the ocean floor, the kind of, you know, the movement of the, the lava, the magma, the, the kind of the hot rocks underneath the surface can just 
allow these things to spill out and then you get you know these new structures are formed under the on the ocean floor or on the earth's surface if it's a volcano it's basically spewing lava i mean that's how we think of it i don't know what what do you want me to say you know what a volcano lava, is. yeah i do actually it's quite a hard thought experiment isn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. it <laughs> um uh what about different types of eruption Okay, yeah, there are different types of eruption. You can have a Hawaiian eruption. Oh, yes, please. Which is so uh, pineapple and ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it by a microsecond there. <laughs> uh, yeah, runny lava, basically, not not ham and pineapple. Okay. Um, yeah. But nothing explosive. It's just, you know. Okay, just, just dribbling just, out. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. there's Strombolian. Uh, that has thick lava that's emitted sort of in basically you know a load of mild explosions. Um, yeah. So you get lava arcs and clouds of ash. Vol- it's all sort of quite porny, isn't it? If your mind works that way, just thin dribbling out <laughs> and thick and spurting out intermittently. No, fine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm just God. a sicko, am I? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Go on, tell me about some other ones. <laughs> uh, there's Vulcanian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when you've got a big magma plug and it's blocked the volcanic vent. <laughs> like, this has just got horrible. We've gone we're, we're straight from geography to PSE, haven't we? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Any more? So, so you get, yeah. So Vulcanian, big explosion, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the most violent one is the Pelean, uh, named after Mount Pele on the Caribbean island of Martinique. Uh, that's fine ash, thick lava, you know, big clouds uh, of uh, of uh, ejaculate, uh, <laughs> uh You know, traveling, you know, traveling lava. You know, going downhill fast. That kind of classic, uh, classic eruption. So that's the one I'm thinking of when I'm picturing your definitive volcano explosion. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. I, it's the classic, isn't it? And yeah. you get this uh, the, the wave of ash and the rock that's thrown up in the air, superheated gases, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know the the fluid rocks that are coming down the mountain to engulf the town, yeah, the nice. pyroclastic flow. Lovely. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, um, presumably, there's volcanoes that are dormant. There's volcanoes that are extinct. So Extinct only means that in human existence, they haven't erupted. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. that, that just meant that they were done. Yeah. So there's active, which is like, you know, stuff's coming out of them now. Yeah. And dormant, which is where stuff has happened in the past. Yeah, be and, careful. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe don't climb up it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you get the point. I do get the point. I thought this was supposed to be an extinct volcano. Uh, not extinct, just dormant, as in sleeping. And your volcano might just be waking up. Mr. Dalton, you're talking about the evacuation of 7,400 people. You don't think that's a little extreme? All I'm talking about is that you consider alerting the town to the possibility of an evacuation. Norman, why don't you pull out the town's emergency evacuation plans? We should at least have a look at them. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Uh, now let's get to the good stuff. How bad does it get? I mean, it gets bad. It does get bad. So, um... Krakatoa sent uh, stuff 17 miles, 27 kilometers into the atmosphere. Mm. And uh, uh, that was back in 1883. Um, it's like Top Trumps, isn't it, this, really? Yes, yeah, so exactly Which, like which is Trumps. your best. In fact, there is a Top Trumps, which I brought along with me. Did you own that before? Maybe. <laughs> You're such a loser. <laughs> I mean, I like it. So, so this is Volcano Top Trumps, actual real Top Trumps. Oh, cool. But developed by... Uh, a volcanologist. Piers working. Brosnan? No, not Piers Brosnan, but mm. you know, at the University of uh, of Portsmouth and East Anglia. I've given myself all the best cards, obviously. Oh, God. I mean, you've but, not. Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, fine. Um, all right. Unpredictability 31. Oh, 
unpredictability 20. I was uh, Merapi in Indonesia. I've got Etna in Italy. Okay, good. Okay, you win that Sorry. card. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Ooh, what have I got? I've got deadliness of 679. That's that. I mean, that's good because I've got deadliness zero. Really? What have you got? Absolute piece of shit. <laughs> I've got Tidy on the Canary Isles. Oh. Um, what's, what other stuff have you got? So, wow factor. Yeah. What's your wow factor? 43. Mine's 65. How's it? <laughs> wow factor of 65. His <laughs> deadliness is zero. Because it looks uh, Oh, good. hang on. It's the highest peak in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's got something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, thanks for bringing those in. I yeah, think that's yeah, quite good. We'll have, we'll have, when, when you're boring again, which will be quite soon, we'll play a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> so in the recent past, worst volcanic eruption? Well, I mean, hard it, to say. it's hard to say, but, but actually uh, Tambora in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that erupted about 200 years ago and killed 12,000 people in the first few hours. Oh, my God. So that's quite good work. Um, and uh, definitely, the, definitely going for good work. No, no. Of choice uh, as, as, as that was coming off my tongue, I thought, I thought is that good work? No, that's a, that's a disaster. Bad, bad work? Yeah, yeah. It, really it caused, bad work. It caused a disaster. Obviously, it was sort of, if you'd been able to watch it, you'd have been like watching it open mouthed. If that had been like Dante's Peak, the film, mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been quite a spectacle. Yeah. Is, I guess my point. Uh, but yeah, so I am like, absolutely legging it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not even hanging around to, to commentate on that one. Um, you got pyroclastic flows. You got earthquakes afterwards, tsunamis. Uh, for years to come, you had no like vegetation growing in the area. So they they reckon about eighty thousand people starved to death, and a hundred thousand people were just displaced. They just ran to other islands and, and good work. Yeah, okay. So not good work, obviously. <laughs> It's really hard, though, because I sort of feel like volcanoes are exciting. You know, I sort of think, wow. Well, But at the same time, obviously, they kill people. Yes, they they can be devastating. What about predicting when they're going to erupt? Are we any any good at that? Well, that's exactly what we asked Michael. I think we're actually pretty good at forecasting eruptions. Of course, we're not perfect. That's because we don't fully understand all of the nuances of what happened beneath the volcano. But we have developed monitoring tools over the last several decades that provide us good indication of the status of a volcanic system. These new tools range from sampling gases at the surface and, and measuring how earthquakes are, are occurring and what type of earthquakes occurring to satellite technology. We can actually see from space how the ground is moving. So if a volcano starts to inflate, which is the sort of ground motion you might expect before an eruption because magma is accumulating and, and rising, we can actually see that from space, which means you don't even have to have someone on the ground uh, in order to, to monitor some of these, these kinds of parameters. Now, folks, understand something. We are going to be camped out here for as long as it takes with seismometers and tilt meters that are going to measure and monitor every little hiccup that the mountain makes. We'll be bouncing laser beams off it to track any changes in size. We'll be analyzing gas emissions. Hell, we've even got a little robot that's going to take a stroll up there and take the darn thing's temperature. Whether or not this activity will ultimately result in an eruption is a different question, and that's something that we still struggle with. When we see a volcano that's become seismically active and it's inflating and there's gases coming out, will that culminate in an eruption? And that's still a a tough one to figure out because many times volcanoes go back to sleep or they have very, very minor eruptions after 
showing this sign of uh, unrest and, and perhaps threatening an eruption. I know it's tough to think about leaving our homes, but clearly it's the most responsible thing to do right now. Quite likely nothing will happen, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Volcanoes do give warning signs. In, in this sense, volcanologists have an advantage over people that study earthquakes, because earthquakes typically don't give warning signs. Whereas volcanoes, we can see them come awake. And the larger the eruption, the bigger the magmatic system, the longer the precursors and the bigger the signs tend to be. So if there were ever to be a future huge eruption, then that would likely be preceded by really unprecedented earthquake levels and ground deformation, gas emissions, changes in the temperature of the ground. It's the sort of thing that you can't miss. Paul, something's going on. There's some seismic activity. Uh, here we go. What do you think, Stu? They're minor quakes, but they're right in the middle of it. Maybe I ought to tell them to call it a day. And given just how refined our monitoring systems have become over the last few decades, it's the kind of thing we'd be well poised to detect and then use to help forecast what was likely to happen so that we can get advance warning as far as possible before such an eruption might occur and give people and emergency managers the warning that's needed so that they can take action and not be caught unawares. Oh, so actually, we're, we're not bad at it. Yeah. Like we're, we're quite good at identifying the warning signs. Might not always come to fruition, but... Yeah, know. I mean, you, you get reports, don't you, on the news every now and then of a volcano erupted. You know, there's actually, you know, a lot of people in danger or, or killed. But but generally, you know, there's been enough warning and, you know, you, people have been sort of told to evacuate the region or whatever. It's, it doesn't happen just like literally overnight, like Dante's Peak sort mm. of suggests. I mean, there's, a, there's definitely a kind of slower evolution of it and and so we're able to make a prediction of like this is not a good place to be right now it's quite funny that sometimes though the volcano will sort of be like puffing its chest out inflating gas is coming out uh but then just doesn't then nothing yeah. happens so i mean it's just, just a, like a little tease i mean one of, one of the classics for that is a is a place in italy called campi campi flegre ah. almost an accent there wasn't it campi flegre yeah so mm-hmm. that was uh, that's basically where Naples is, and that sort of rises up and down every now and then, because uh, it's actually a, it's it's a caldera, which is geography lesson alert, mm. a collapsed cone of a volcano. Get the top trumps out. All right, um, I've, I've got it here actually. And oh, it, have you? interestingly, <laughs> oh, <God>. deadliness zero. <laughs> but I think oh. that, I, I, we'll we'll come back to that because I think that might be it's, wrong. It's just peacocking. Yeah, so it, it sort of in the eighties, it sort of went up and down a little bit, and they were watching it, and then that just disappeared to nothing because they think that actually the the gases then eventually get released elsewhere, like through Vesuvius, which is just mm. nearby. So, so there's a kind of sense in which you know you can watch these things sort of rise and fall, and then the gas just finds some other outlet, so so it's gone, and then the threat's gone. Can we um can we get onto the big guys now? <laughs> because I All feel right. like we're we're talking about you know I don't want to say they're running a mill. <laughs> but they're slightly like oh a volcano yeah 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 deal. yeah let's talk about the super volcanoes so uh the super volcanoes are i mean these are the the, the big dons mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. uh so so the definition it's it's sort of a made up word in a way so basically what they say is it's like if it's had an eruption which emitted over a thousand kilometers cubed of tephra, which is like the rock and ash and all the sort of the debris. I and mean, that is massive, isn't it? A thousand kilometers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is massive. 
So that so that that kind of is your classification. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so one you might remember is 1980 Mount St Helens exploded. I sort yeah. of remember this on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was a, a massive blast equivalent to about 1600 times the force of the atomic bomb. Yeah. So huge, but only basically dropped about one kilometer cubed. Oh, so like an absolute pecker. Yeah, yeah, nothing. I mean, practically nothing. Obviously, if, if you were in the region, you didn't think that. But so, so we're talking about things that are huge. Where are they? So the the one that people know most about is probably Yellowstone in Wyoming. Oh, this is where Michael where works. Michael Poland works, mm. and uh, and that's had three major eruptions in the last two million years. So these things don't go off that often. Mm-hmm. If it does go off again, it's got a magma chamber underneath it, which has got enough magma in it to fill the Grand Canyon fourteen times over. Now that. Is a super volcano. We like that, don't we? Yeah, I really like yeah. that. So of those three eruptions in the last two million years, were each of those have produced over a thousand cubic kilometers of debris? Um, yeah, so so those are the the, the big ones. Those those are the proper super eruptions, uh, which puts them at eight on the VEI. What is the VEI? The Volcanic Explosivity Index. So so if you've got a thousand cubic kilometers, yeah, that's that's at eight, and then the scale basically goes down. And so at the bottom of the scale, you've got these small eruptions, VEI of sort of between zero and one. And that's Ooh. yeah, that's up to like ten thousand meters cubed or cubic meters of of uh, of debris. Yeah. And actually, people are talking about having to go back down, sort of below zero, so negative VEI, because otherwise they talk about gentle explosions, and it's like because there's so many little re- pussy volcanoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of small things going on. Mm. Uh, so, so, but they use this VEI index as a kind of indication of how big it is, and um, and we don't know how many of the small ones actually really have happened in history because they don't leave so much of a trace you know you can right. you can trace like the big super eruptions obviously but how so sorry how does this um vei your volcanic explosivity index work is that just taking into account debris or are there other factors as well so you start with like you know the, the amount of stuff but you've also got to look at the height of the ash plume yeah uh, the amount of volcanic material that's thrown out generally and then how often that kind of thing happens so it's a log- right. logarithmic scale. So it's sort of like, you know, it, it's not like linearly, oh, this is, you know, 10 times bigger than this one. It like goes 10, 100. You yeah, know, yeah, so, I see, so, I see. so it's massive. Like once you get to the top of the scale, it's huge. And apart from the one in Yellowstone, where are the other uh, big dons? There's 20 known super volcanoes. Uh, you've got Lake Toba in Indonesia, uh, mm-hmm. Taupo, New Zealand. Uh, there's, a, there's one in California, Long Valley, mm-hmm. uh, one in New Mexico. Uh, Campi Flegre in yeah, Italy yeah. just about squeezes in as a possible supervolcano. It's, it's best as seven on the scale. So it's not actually... I've never quite hit, hit yeah. the dizzy heights no, of eight. No, Okay. But it gets put in there because Naples is basically on top of it. If it were to go off, yeah, it's I mean, it be would a, be nasty. nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? You ever been married? No. Never. Why not? Well, for one thing, I move around a lot. Colombia, Guatemala, Philippines. Mexico, New Zealand, New Guinea. Wherever there's a volcano with an attitude. Makes it hard to settle down. At some point in the future, there will probably be one of these gigantic eruptions. Where it will happen is difficult to say. It's 
not likely to be Yellowstone as the next one because there are so many other places on Earth that, that it can come from. The ones that have produced the most recent big explosions uh, were in New Zealand and Indonesia. And you'll find big volcanic systems like that in many other places, in, in Europe, in South America, Central America, in Japan. So this is something that's not just unique to Yellowstone. There are supervolcanic systems around the world. What's going to happen when such an eruption occurs is also difficult to say because we've never actually seen one. We've never uh, experienced one in the modern age, so we don't really have a good example. We do know that big eruptions, of course, have a big effect on climate. We don't have to look very far into the past for that. So, for example, in 1815, a volcano in Indonesia called Tambora erupted, and it resulted in global temperatures decreasing by a couple of degrees to the point that in Europe it was called the year without a summer, and it affected crops and uh, agriculture around the world. There is, uh, are suggestions that other big eruptions in medieval times might have resulted in, in famine or mass deaths in Europe, uh, even though perhaps the eruption occurred halfway around the world. And of course, the impact to the local area of the eruption would be catastrophic. There would be tremendous amounts of ash that would fall. The area within a couple hundred kilometers, perhaps, of the eruption site would be truly devastated. And then there would be ash that would fall outside that, that area, although not to the devastating extent that it would be right there. I think there's a need to temper this kind of doomsday scenario with some realities as well. And that's driven by the fact that super eruptions have occurred when humans have been on the planet. There was one 26,500 years ago from Taupo, New Zealand, and there was another 74,000 years ago from Toba in Indonesia. Homo sapiens were on the planet for both of those, and we survived. And in fact, there's recent research that suggests that there wasn't even uh, an evolutionary bottleneck, so there wasn't even a significant big die-off of Homo sapiens as a result of those eruptions. So these aren't going to be events that are going to drive us to extinction. In fact, both of those recent eruptions were bigger than Yellowstone's most recent eruption. So we'll survive as a society. It's not going to be pleasant, but it's not going to be the end of the world. We're not going to get out, are we? Oh, yes, we are, baby. Yes, we are. So we're fine then? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, people used to think that there was this massive, massive like worldwide catastrophe when Toba erupted. But actually, you know, the Neanderthals were in Europe and, and they were fine. And the hobbits and Flores actually did all right. Not the real hobbits, not Lord of the Rings hobbits, but, you know, the... The, the, the real, real hobbits. Real, real hobbits, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and so, you know, it's sort of like there's migrations going on, you know, and we're trying to piece together the evidence. But, but it seems that, you know, people were able to be sort of around the regions and... and People pretty you know. nails then as well, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, they, you think that's what it is? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just sort of have a feeling that Neanderthals and the, and the Hobbits are probably 
better equipped somehow to deal with it. Well, I don't us. think they had any equipment whatsoever. No, but they were just generally like physically more nails. Am I making that up? That can't possibly be true, can it? I mean, well, hang on. Okay, their physiology was not. Are you having a Neanderthal in the fight? I'll answer that for you. No, no, I I don't know. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna absolutely batter you. Uh, No, it's gonna be (laughs) no. No. I'm not having that at all. You are having it. No, no. I'll tell you what. I, I think no, no weapons. No, he's just gonna with his bare hands. He's gonna destroy you. If I had grown up... You're going to get done by a hobbit, mate. <laughs> not by a hobbit. Neanderthal, maybe. I might give you a Neanderthal, but not a hobbit. Mm. I'd just hold them off at arm's length on the forehead. Yeah, would be fine. Mm. I'm very sceptical about that. Um, but, I mean, are we making preparations, though, just in case? Not really. Not a lot. I mean, we're watching things, but, you know, we've got... You know, we don't think that, like, a super volcano is going to go off any moment. So... You know, if you live in a volcanic region, obviously you're a bit more aware of it and you're... How many people live in volcanic regions around the world? Must be a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. So it's like we've got about 800 million people live really? within, live within 60 miles of an active volcano. Ooh. That's a decision, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think I live here. Doesn't it look lovely at sunset? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And that sort of 60 miles, I mean, that's sort of the blast radius, isn't it? That's where the lava's going to get to... Yeah, within yeah, short time. Eight hundred million. Eight hundred million. More than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's it's quite a lot. So, so, and obviously, you know, we've got a global population explosion. So the people have got to live somewhere, and these are fertile yeah. regions yeah. quite often. So it's yeah. a good place to live. Yeah, that's not, why people are there. You have got to take your chances, basically, haven't you? And uh, and so, but evacuating those people. I mean, you know, if you've got it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So, so in the, the, the one at Naples, for instance, you've got sort of 300,000 to maybe half a million people living literally on the top of this collapsed cone, you know, that's sort of moving up and down a little bit. And, um, and is entering apparently, well, in 2016, there was a study that said it's entering a critical state. Ooh. whatever that means. It doesn't you know, sound good, does it? It doesn't sound good. So, so we're in a position where it's like, that's a lot of people to sort of get out in a hurry, isn't it? Um, but, you know, it's sort of... What are you going to do? Yeah, it's sort of like their choice in a way, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, it so so I sort of feel like, oh, you know, they can... You know, they, they've they made a decision about where they're going to live. Yes, it's looking a bit dodgy at the moment, but it probably will be fine. And that's all you can really say. A charming coffee shop in West Yellowstone. People ask when it's going to go off, if we ever hear anything about it. The locals aren't concerned at all. (laughs) If it affects us, it affects us, right? I mean, we're all blown up. We're all covered in ash, but I don't worry about it. While that threat is always there, as for now, the volcano alert level is normal. I have no plans to leave the park anytime soon. You are safe here. What's the global effect of a big big volcanic explosion in the sort of short term and longer term so you get obviously you get these massive ash clouds that are given out so you get actually a lot of the sun's rays sort of don't reach the earth's surface because of that so you get so cool down some a bit. global cooling so nice so you in the short term yes but in the long term it does increase global warming as well because uh, you've got more carbon dioxide oh, yeah. and more greenhouse gases in the atmosphere at uh, short term there'll also be effects on possibly on gps because the ash particles can actually become electrically charged and interfere with GPS signals. Uh, so it's possible that if we got a like, big enough eruption, we'd all get lost. 
because mm. we're all totally reliant on GPS now. Yeah, I sort of I feel Uber, like that. I mean, Uber's a, whole business model is gone. <laughs> it's a bit of first world problems when some people are getting <laughs> boiled alive in lava lakes. And I'm like, oh, I cannot find this B&Q. <laughs> um, what, about a, what about a super volcano? Is there going to be a super volcano eruption in my lifetime? No, almost lifetime. certainly not. I mean, I know you think that's the key lifetime. Yeah, I I, I, this is where I'm really torn because as part of me would love to turn on the news and hear that, say, Yellowstone had gone up. <laughs> <laughs> Just because wouldn't it be What's amazing? Wrong with you? <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing to be a, alive on the planet at a time when something like that happened? There's a part of you I that wouldn't would want love to be nearby. No, but you'd love to see pictures on the news, wouldn't you? Mm. I mean, it would just be Imagine so... Imagine you watching it on the news, just muttering good work to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it was just such a spectacle. I, I, I would love to see it. Mm. Um, but no, it's not going to happen. So Yellowstone, they think there's a 1 in 730,000 chance of it releasing all its magma, basically, in our lifetime. Oh, that's pretty low. How many supervolcanoes have erupted in, I don't know, in the last however many million years? How often are they erupting? So... 42 on eight on the VEI. Right. 42 of those in the last 36 million years. So just over one every million years. It's not looking good, is it? It's not great, is it? I mean, we could be lucky, but, you know. Hang on, how are you defining lucky? (laughs) (laughs) There I go again. Uh, So I guess in answer to uh, the question, will a super volcano wipe us out? Um, No. Uh, Yeah, it's pretty unlikely, isn't it? I, I find that disappointing. Yeah, you've made that abundantly clear. Yeah, yeah. But the answer is no. A super volcano won't wipe us out. And actually, you know, even just a normal volcano, the stats say that you are more likely to die of a heart attack during sex than you are of being killed by a volcano. That stat is, and I'm sorry to say this, absolute bollocks. Because it doesn't take into account where I live. Like, obviously, like, <laughs> I live nowhere near a volcano. I'd do really well to get wiped yeah. out by a volcano. Yeah, if you were having sex at the bottom of a volcano... Epic. Epic. <laughs> what a legend. And then you had, like, a heart attack and died, then that would be really unlucky, wouldn't it? Yes. That's statistics for you. <laughs> On next week's episode of Science-ish, we'll be looking at Icarus, the Netflix documentary, and asking the question, will we ever eliminate doping from sport? Science-ish is a Radio Wolfgang production presented by me, Rick Edwards, and Dr. Michael Brooks. The producers were Cormac McAuliffe and Eli Block. Sound designed by Eli Block. Special thanks to Michael Poland. And if you like the show, please subscribe and rate wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks very much. It does help. You can also find us on Twitter at science underscore ish. Well, interesting episode. Oh my god! <laughs> Doesn't need any neatly. Make sure you keep in Brooks. You say good work about volcanoes killing thousands of people. Please, <laughs> good work. <laughs>